Let's try and not have a power outage this time. That would be preferred. <laughs> Lose. You know, it'd be a fun bit. We could just keep doing it every week. If power goes out. Lose 20 yeah. minutes of the uh, the podcast. Yeah. Like it's fucking Art Bell or something. Power <laughs> just shut up. <laughs>
sophistication or like you know the the uh art critic side of him the part of him that appreciates art and, and fine uh fine dining so to speak it's just completely gone he's just a, he's just a cartoon character that can punch through walls and throw shit at uh new female hawk hawkeye so i like, mean i think it's it, okay that we is eat. it gorilla grod is that who we're talking about <laughs> it is no, gorilla grod yes, yes, no, that's Grundy. yes <laughs> on a monday yes um uh, no, it, it's uh, Kingpin. They brought Kingpin back, hmm. yeah, which was so then, exciting, and then all, and then a big letdown very quickly after you. Because you you had that fantastic performance that that Vincent D'Onofrio turned in in uh, Daredevil, and they kind of cheapened it by taking away some of the best parts of that particular character, and that's you know, he was just a regular guy that built a crime empire because of you know cool motivations and. Yeah. Now it's it's not quite it's not quite like that, and uh, that's that's I, that, that's one of the things that I had read that you know the folks who were excited to see Vincent D'Onofrio back in that role were disappointed that they sort of like I said cheapened everything that he had done to make us like him so much in that role. Um, you know the character diversity that the 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 depth of that version of Kingpin brought. Um, it was it was it was really good and. Yeah, they took all that away. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they'll get back into you know more aligned with what Netflix was doing. Yeah. But there is method to my madness. There's a reason I brought this up because the next point on on the list we wanted to kind of go over today was talking about the fact that there's rumors that Ben Affleck. I I actually hadn't heard this. So Ben Affleck might might be might not be coming back as Daredevil. So it, Doctor Strange? it's not it's not a rumor per se. It's it's essentially it, it, the best way to describe it is that, that there is a rumor that Marvel has reached out to Ben Affleck. Now, whether or not there he's interested in doing that uh, <laughs> remains to be seen, um, considering <laughs> that, you know, he's he's a huge favorite for Batman. And, um, you know, his basic answer to playing Batman for any duration of time is you have to kill me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, taking the, the Han Solo approach. So um, I, I don't know that he's going to want to do that. I mean, I, I suppose if they throw a, a dump truck of money at him, he would be interested. But, um, you know, it. I mean, that movie was hot garbage and a dumpster fire just in itself. So, And Affleck doesn't really honestly look like he wants to do much of anything these days. I've seen that picture of him standing outside smoking a cigarette. He doesn't even he want to be to, alive. I think he wants to do Jennifer Lopez, and that's about it. Yeah, I think he just recently did, like, they were talking to him with a news story or something where they said, like, he was, like, <laughs> that period of time doing the Justice League movies was uh, the worst, like, period of time in my life. I'm not doing that anymore. Now he's in, like, some... I'm assuming it's going straight to a streaming platform and is going to be in 12 theaters where it's like, I don't know, it's called like Bowling Dad or something where he's the, like the, the, the Amazon bowl. thing or something. Wait, hang oh, on. Oh, that's I the, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, damn. Bowling Dad. Bowling oh. Dad. That's oh. You got it. oh. I don't know that I've heard of that because there's another one he has coming out that's, oh, I got to look it up now coming up yeah, it's I, like some it's some feel-good movie and he's like i'm just gonna do these now i'm i'm done being batman <laughs> he's ch checked out he's and it sucks because he was such a good batman he was 
Oh, the tender bar is what I was thinking. That's of. that's also what I was thinking of. The tender bar, yes. The the bowling dad. <laughs> that is the bowling dad one. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just saying that's the <laughs> trailer. That that's the preview that I saw because it's been all over Amazon Prime for the last like week and a half or so. Yeah, the tender bar is directed by George Clooney. Um, oh. Let me see if I can find a quick synopsis here. Uh, the oh my god! Something about a, a young writer who. No, so the tender bar tells the story of Jr., who is Ty Sheridan, um, a fatherless boy growing up uh, in the glow of a bar where the bartender, his uncle Charlie, played by Ben Affleck, is the sharpest and most colorful uh, of an assortment of quirky and demonstrative father figures. <laughs> it sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I thought Ty Sheridan was an aspiring writer, according to the Amazon Prime summary. But whatever, it you know, doesn't it, it doesn't matter. say that. But um, as the boy's determined mother struggles to provide for her son with opportunities denied her, and leave the dilapidated home of her outrageous, if begrudgingly supportive father, who is played by Christopher Lloyd, by the way, Jr. begins to gamely, if not always gracefully, pursue his romantic and professional dreams with one foot persistently placed in Uncle Charlie's bar. The tender bar is. Hold on, there's show more. Based on a best-selling memoir of the same name by someone else, so maybe Every maybe it day. is because it is and Uncle Charlie's ball. So, so the... it's like Tuesdays with Maury, but with Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the of the person who actually wrote the book is also J.R. Mitch Album. Uh, Mo Ringer, J.R. Mo Ringer. So I'm wondering if if he is aspiring to be a writer, and this is like a you know, a loose biography or something like that. But yeah, I, so this is this is the movie so it's, that I. It's I've Stephen heard King's of. lazy plot device of making every single main character a writer because that's all he knows how to write. Yes. Yeah. The guy got hit by a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got hit by a van, and then he wrote Dreamcatcher, which is one of the most bug fucking insane things I've ever read in my entire life. You should get hit by more vans. That book is amazing. <laughs> People always go to it to talk about like his insane phase, and it's like, well, yeah, it is fucking nuts, but Dreamcatcher is on a whole other level. There were times when I was reading Dreamcatcher, and I read it young, and I was a teenager still. I legitimately thought that I was losing my mind. <laughs> it did not make any, nothing that was happening made any sense. So, um,. To to I mean I don't want to necessarily segue a little bit but um, fuck you and your segue now. So I I watched I watched Afterlife again last night because it's out it's out on digital now. So mm-hmm. um, Wait, I I grab uh, Amazon you can get it on Amazon Amazon Prime. Uh, so I or uh, Prime Video you have to rent it but I so I picked it up because I liked it enough the first time I watched oh. it to, to give it another try and um I so I watched it again. And I, I can't I can't say enough how much I re- actually enjoy that movie. I really really like it. Um, again, just enough of the uh, of the callbacks to the original uh, to to keep me smiling, with enough innovative content to make me feel good about the future of the franchise. Um, with the exception, like the only piece of that damn movie that I don't like, the only piece that I don't like uh, that it, it first and foremost it's not fucking necessary at all plays. No part in the story whatsoever is J.K. Simmons. 
it, it just he it's just such a pointless fucking role for him. Wait, um, he plays Evo Shandor. He, he plays Evo yeah. Shandor, who was in. I, I mean, I don't know if he's like this, you know, paranormal sleep or whatever. But he basically entombs oh. himself <laughs> in suspended animation inside of the 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 temple of Gozer. And so he wakes up whenever whenever Gozer makes uh, its appearance again. And by the way, Gozer played by um, Olivia Wilde in in this uh, as the like the body oh, stand-in. Okay. Uh, f- fucking amazing. Uh, the 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 makeup I- I- incredible, incredible. Um, God, am I getting? Is that the right Olivia? Yeah, it's Olivia Wilde. Okay. <laughs> Does she still have a flat top? She, yes. I mean, what? hold on. Let me see if I can get you. Let me see, see if I can get you an image real quick. Yeah, here it is. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Um, I will toss this up in uh, general chat. So. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, the 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 makeup is so good, and it, it I don't think that picture really does it justice because you don't see it in the, you know the the frame of the film. But you know most of the scenes in which Gozer is there, you know it's always dark, and you know it's easy to say, oh, that, I think that's Olivia Wilde, but it's also easy to get lost in the fact that that character. Is played by somebody else, so uh, in the original, and like you, you, you believe that it's you believe that it's the original Gozer. So, um, the the other piece that I think they probably could have done without, but I understand why they included them, was the original three Ghostbusters. Um, you know, I, I Spengler is probably the most important to the story, um, and having him reconcile that appearance. Uh, throughout the movie makes a lot more sense than including the other three. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend at least watching it once. Um, I don't know that you guys will agree with me because I'm so sentimental about Ghostbusters and I, I enjoy them. But uh, just saying that after watching it again in uh, digital format at home, on my TV, in the dark with Jackson, that both of us thoroughly enjoy that movie. And McKenna Grace still steals the show. There's that. I just find it very heartening that now there's at least a few child actors out there in Hollywood that are actually worth a shit. Yeah. I will say that Finn Wolfhart, I, I, I think, gets second uh, second billing um, in, in, in this movie. And I don't believe that he should have. Uh, I think Carrie Coons is the is the number one name, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see her a bunch, but it's I don't again I don't know that I don't know that she should be the top billed actress. Uh, and Finn Wolfhart is in the movie, but does not play nearly as pivotal of a role as um, as McKenna Grace does, who uh, kind of plays the the Egon Spengler of new. Um. So, I, but all around the the acting's great. Paul Rudd po- provides the the Lewis Tully sort of role, 
uh, with the comedic relief and the knowledge of the, the Ghostbusters of old and what they did and, you know, what happened. So it's the exposition piece, too. But uh, the practical effects that are in the movie are done very, very well because the terror dogs are practical, too, uh, for parts of it. They actually built, you know, the terror dog pucket, puppet again. Um, so the parts that are digital make sense, but the parts that are practical are, are really, really good and, again, very nostalgic. Uh, and for the most part, other than Evo Shandor, like the movie is written, uh, written really well. Like it's, it's just one of those damn things where like you leave off what it, it adds nothing to the movie whatsoever. <laughs> the upside is that he, I mean, I don't really want to spoil it for you, but I mean, the upside is he gets ripped in half by Gozer, like within seconds of waking up. So it's kind of funny. Uh, but just, just just serves no point. Just there was no purpose. Oh, front row. Who'd we lose? Who left? Whoa. Oh, Malinok. Oh no. No, Malinok's gone. Oh no. He had to go. Probably, you know, brush the cat. He <laughs> he went to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DeCarlo, have you have you been watching Boba Fett at all? I have not. Um, we've been wanting to start it, but we just—it's just one of those things where it's just we haven't. We've been wanting to watch other stuff, um, so I'd like to start it. But then I heard not great things, so then I was like, "Eh, I don't know." And then we started watching Righteous Gemstones, and I'm like, "This is the show I want to watch for the foreseeable future." Righteous Gemstones. Spoiler alert: Nothing like Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> not even close, huh? <laughs> not not a not a bit no well that's a bummer but it would be like you know if um danny mcbride was on <laughs> book of boba fett would be pretty great uh, now i might actually go out of my way to watch it if that was uh, hey danny trejo is <laughs> on it danny trejo oh, of course he is because robert rod is so is robert rodriguez show running it or is he just directing he, most of the episodes? he it, no, he's not show running. I believe that's still left to Filoni and Favreau. Mm, okay. Um he is he is an EP on it though. Um so if I'm not mistaken, hold on, let me let me pull up the wiki on that cuz I'm pretty sure like basically all the directors from the Mandalorian have EP credits. I was looking at this last night. Uh, oh, no, never mind. I'm lying. Uh, Filoni, Rodriguez, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin Wilson, uh, on top of John Fargo, all have executive producer credits. <clears throat> um, and then I don't know how many of the episodes he has directed in total. Uh, let's see if they're all listed. Yeah, it's only it's only three of the, I believe, seven. Um, they're only doing seven episodes. Seven episodes. Yeah. Huh. Uh, all of them were written by Favreau with the the oh it's oh one of the episodes was also co-written by Filoni um, Rodriguez directed one episode Bryce Dallas Howard Filoni um, I can't say this dude's last name Kevin Tancherion Tancherion uh, also directed an episode and Steph Green directed an episode Where's Dallas Howard? So she's actually she did episodes of the Mandalorian Mandalorian too. She did uh, two episodes in the or maybe three episodes for 
uh, season one and season two uh, combined. Um, oh, Daniel Logan is coming back, huh? So, credited. He, yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be like a teenage or you know middle age. Uh, well, so I, I'm wondering if they're crediting him because his likeness appears. Could be. That could be too. Yeah, because the last episode he does, they use his face. He doesn't say anything, but yeah. And so they actually refilmed that, um, uh, the first scene in the first episode too with him in the arena, picking up the helmet. Oh, the, oh, so that wasn't just lifted from no. It, two, that was reshot. And the only reason I know is I saw it on TikTok later, and they had a comparison between the two scenes. So they actually reshot that um, that that particular scene too. But I, I would imagine it's because he he is appearing de-aged um, in, in that second scene where you see Django fly away, or a second uh, episode where you see Django fly away. But to, to, to kind of get back to what you were saying, Monsor, uh, the, you're, you're right. The, I, I would say that Johnny will echo these sentiments. I, I'm probably going to be a little easier on it than, than what he would, but um, I, I'm not a big fan of it so far. Uh, I, I, it, it's not horrible. In fact, if The Mandalorian hadn't come first, I would say this it's probably a pretty good show. But mm. knowing where the storytelling can be uh with the Mandalorian, what my expectations were going into this, I sort of expected a level of storytelling that was above and beyond and I wouldn't say that I've gotten it. The first episode, I was bored. There I, th- there's just no other way to say it. It was boring. There was the exposition felt meaningless or forced. Um at least at least the second episode even though it was it was a lot of not what you're hoping for you know i guess i want the series to be about him taking over this crime family and so far the series has primarily been about him living with tuscan raiders and um that's really frustrating uh because there's no payoff to it uh, at least not so far but the first two yeah. episodes were especially the the first episode where it's and we said this on the the, the last podcast it should be your hook, man. Like it should it should be the piece that grabs you and, and pulls you in and it should feel like a movie. You know, all the best series have, have always done that where it's just it gets your, you know, it gets the claws in you and now you're there. The first episode of Book of Boba Fett was boring. Yeah. <laughs> like it felt like an obligation to watch the second episode just to to hope that it was better. And it was. <clears throat> it's just uh it's so far the the series has been very, very frustrating. I um, you know, I I kind of I had a connection issue there. I kind of dropped off. I didn't hear what if DiCarlo made some points about it, but like probably along the same lines as the way we all felt because we talked about it. But you know, the, the whole Tuscan Raider thing—it was cool because it it wasn't explained. It was just something that, like, okay, that's that's a cool mystery about Boba Fett that he you know just kind of shows up out of nowhere and he has all this Tuscan Raider gear and like we don't need to see that happen. Like that's just leave it as a mystery. It's fine. It doesn't do anything. You don't, and especially you don't need to show that as your first episode yeah. of a new show that you're hoping people will catch on or, you know, that hoping people will jump on board for, uh, because maybe you're having problems with your Mandalorian lead. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I just, uh, uh, well, and um, I think, I think this actually gives I, more I, leverage I too, not... by the way, to, to him. Yeah. Because this this series has not been the Mandalorian, no, not even no, close. I mean, this last episode was better. Yes, but but 
it's still just like I don't know. I, it's just kind of a dumb angle. The whole thing is kind of a dumb angle to go with. Like we're explaining minutia, and we don't need to be. That's the long and the short review of of Book of Boba so far. No, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. It's just one that's of those all it things. was ever going to be. That the the whole thing reeks of desperation. Boba Fett is a nothing character. He's an extra no, he's with not. a cool costume. Yeah, he's he, he was a, he, he yeah. was a fan favorite that people I, I think I think honestly in in my true opinion I believe that this series was thrown together quickly because they were having issues with Pedro Pascal and because they were having issues with him and you know what he wants this was kind of a you know hey we'll bring back the real Mandalorian the first Mandalorian and show you that we can do this without you and so far. That has not been the case, because it's all kind of blown up in their face three yeah, times so far. <laughs> all of all of the story that they have told so far has been just piss poor. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I said, if this if this show had come first, I don't think I would have as big of an issue with it. But knowing where the storytelling can be, it's uh, it's really dis- uh, it's really disappointing. If this show had come first, I would have stopped watching. Quite, well, quite there honestly. you go. I, I would have not. I would not have continued. I would have been like, you know what? The movies are terrible. There are some bright spots here and there with the movies, but now they're trying to do the whole serialized thing. If this were the first show, I would have been like, done. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I'm done. Disney. Like you. Yeah. You had me. You had me. Like I was 100. I was 200 on board. Super excited. You have consistently dropped the ball every single day. <laughs> like, um. But as far as uh. You know where it's going. I'm gonna stay with it. I'm gonna get yeah. this last episode. I'm like, okay, all right. They're having some fun. Rocky start. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and stay with it. But if it doesn't like at least get get going here soon, with like I like this story. I like the story of of Boba Fett setting up a you know taking over uh, for Jabba the Hutt and you know that's a that's a fun little angle and that's a fun little story that you could explore. I hate the notion that you know is touted by people like Red Letter Media, specifically, like, oh, Star Wars is limited. Oh, it's limited. You can't do much with it. Bullshit. There's a lot you can do with it if you have yeah. people who know what they're doing, know how to tell cool little stories, and don't, you know, don't fucking jump the shark every two seconds trying to make another epic story. Like, Luke's story is epic. He's King Arthur in space. Not everybody can be King Arthur in space, but you can still tell interesting stories with just... You know, minor little events. The Mandalorian is awesome. Like, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. Long story short, just, just fucking, just let Favreau and Filoni do it, please. Just let them do this. <laughs> well, I think that's what worries me is this: this is Favreau and Filoni. Yeah. You know, they've written the they've written the whole thing. So, you know, I think this just goes to show that while Boba Fett is a really interesting character, he is a he is a he is a very good support character, and that's pretty much all he should ever be. Do we, we don't know need that to wrote know. The first couple of... Oh, go ahead. They, Sorry, they've go ahead. they've they have written every episode. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is again from Wikipedia. So take it as whatever kind of source you want to take it as. But the series consists of seven episodes, all of them written by John Favreau, co-writing the sixth sixth with Dave Filoni. Well, maybe they're just bored or something. I I don't know. Maybe don't they didn't know. want to do a Boba Fett project. That I've, that's more just... likely to me. Yeah, and again, it, it it ties in with my theory that this whole thing was to try and prove to Pedro Pascal that you know, hey, we really don't need you to keep doing this. We have, mm. you know, 
some other options, and uh, that's not been the that's not been the case. I mean, this the storytelling just isn't as good. So, but well, um, spite is a really shitty reason to undertake a project like that. But but <laughs> yeah, but would you put it past motivator. a company like Disney to do? Absolutely not. You know, um, I will say I, I there are some pieces of the the most recent episode that I that I enjoyed. I like that they brought in some of Jabba's kids. That goes to expanded universe stuff, or uh, 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 siblings. That goes to expanded universe stuff that I really enjoyed, and uh, the Wookiee bounty hunter, uh, whose name I cannot pronounce, uh, that is from the Darth Vader comic, which was really, really good. By the way, it's one of the first comics they released after uh, after Lucasfilm was sold. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, he is in that comic, so they they've made that official canon too, uh, which is kind of cool. So, um. All right, you want to uh, get off of all the the bullshit? We can go into some other stuff now. <laughs> now that Foreman is thoroughly nauseated with all the Star Wars. Yes, yes. I try to get it out of the way early, man. Star Wars. Okay. We don't have to talk about it every week. You know that, yeah, right? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, right now there's only just, one of us hates Star Wars. Right now, there's a show going right now. Only one of us is, you know, hates Star Wars. So. And I would say that Foreman doesn't hate Star Wars. He's just disappointed. He, I know he, I know you love Star Wars, you bastard. It's just been awful for a very long time. Yeah, and therefore I don't care anymore. Unlike you people, I'm not married to it. It's not part of my <laughs> DNA. I can let it go and be happy that it's gone. <laughs> so I did. Uh, uh, I'm just. I'm watching Jeff edit in real time on Google Docs. <laughs> there you go there you go Foreman we'll talk about this next piece this will make you happy this will make you happy again again 135 days until we hit the next point where they move the goalpost and it's now 6 months until the next, <laughs> the next Top Gun movie yes yeah 135 days until Top Gun Maverick uh, maybe what, when was it originally supposed to release two years oh ago God. yeah <laughs> yeah it How it's not leaked by now. That that is kind of amazing. It, it's amazing that someone hasn't just you know slipped that into the interwebs. Yeah, you but, would think you know because if it's has indeed just been sitting on the shelf in the can for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody could have easily just well, let me just throw this on the pirate bay real quick. Under pain of death from the Church of Scientology, like just <laughs> threatening. Life. Dude, you better watch. They got lawyers everywhere. They'll hear oh, you. They'll, they'll sue your ass. They're listening right now. John to put it up on LimeWire. Get him. <laughs> he's a he's a suppressive person. He's a suppressive personality, or whatever the fuck stupid stupid term they had set attached to. People. SP, you're an SP, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, I'm not allowed to associate Tylenol. with you anymore. I gotta gonna make a suck penis joke. I give up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in full disclosure, uh, in in talking about Maverick for a moment. I haven't read, seen, or looked at anything at all about this movie whatsoever. Um, I, I I think I saw the the initial teaser trailer. I haven't watched anything else. Mm-hmm. So, f- f- in in doing research for this, I pulled up the Wikipedia page and happened to just glance through the cast list. Um, Miles. Fa- yes. What's his name? Yeah. Miles Teller. Miles yeah. Teller 
is playing Goose's son and even has a mustache like Goose did, so you know it's his son because right. that's because the stupid shit. Because otherwise you wouldn't know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think I I did see I've seen the trailer a few times and it's not it's never been because I want to watch the trailer. I always for some reason that's the trailer I go to to test 4K capabilities of new monitors or TVs I get. So <laughs> nice. I've seen the trailer like 12 <laughs> times. But it just goes right over my head cuz I'm like, "All right, 4K, that's good. That's good. That cable came in handy." <laughs> Every time Miles Teller pops up on the screen, I go, "Ah!" No, Miles Teller, no. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so weird with that dyed because doesn't he have like dyed blonde hair too i think so i think because, they did yeah. yeah because if you're the child of someone who's blonde you're automatically blonde yeah right. you can't have dark hair you can't have yeah it looks so unnatural and weird and it just creeps me out and miles teller isn't like i don't not like miles teller but there's just something about him that like weirds me out like I wouldn't leave him like with with your children with my children. <laughs> well, you know he was uh, he was one of the uh, guys that was you know screwing around with Aaron Rodgers the week before he tested positive for COVID. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know what that says about him, but it's worth bringing up. I mean, I I saw him. What did I? Uh, oh, I watched Whiplash. Speaking of J.K. Simmons, yeah. And he's good in Whiplash. He's fine. He's he's all right. But I've never been like I don't know. I, I watched Fantastic Four for like a hate watch, and he was ju- he was there. I mean, you could physically see him. His body was intact. I've never seen that version, nor will I ever see that version. Oh, it's it's something else. Never. There's better things to do with your time. Read a book. But yeah, wait, you know, yeah. just draw a picture. Of- what are we talking about? <laughs> Josh Trank's uh, with oh, 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 fan four yeah. stick. Okay, I got you. Fan four fan stick. Four okay. stick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have not traipsed yes. into that that whole hot mess. No, nor it's, will I ever. I will never. It's it's one of the most pointless. You know, you know how they say like the Roger Corman version was made just so they could retain rights, mm-hmm. yeah. and like they just threw it together just so they could retain rights. That's honestly what this newest one felt like too. I know we're backtracking talking about Fantastic Four, but it, it felt like it was just there to get made. And Kate Mara has like a weird wig through half of it because they had to do all these reshoots because Josh Trank was apparently like a holy terror and stuff. It's and just drunk, <laughs> locked himself in his fucking house it's, for a it's month. It's insane, yeah. insane how many how many directors we're hearing about right now because of how terrible they are with their their actors uh it's just the the amount is way higher than what i expected you i i guess i i guess i thought whenever you're talking about a producer you know like weinstein you know you're catching somebody whenever they're in their office you know what i mean you're you're doing it you're 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 doing the bullying and the the sexual exploitation in an office where it's private so i guess i i would have thought that on a movie set when you have, you know, 25, 30 people around you um, and you treat someone like garbage that someone else would call you on it, you know what I mean? Or make it known that you, like, no, this dude's really a douchebag. You know what I mean? And the the fact that all this shit is just coming out now for so many of these directors, you know, Joss Whedon is a great example that has happened in recent memory where he is just, you know, an absolute dickhead to work for. 
Um, yeah, the weirdo, pervert. Yeah, but it's but especially also yeah, a dickhead. Mister fucking feminist is a is a piece of shit to women. Oh, yeah. Um, what, it's just uh, what? It's crazy. It took this what, long. I guess what sketch comedy show was that that had the male feminist that did those sketches with the male? That was oh, that was Married with Children. Jerry Springer was the male feminist. <laughs> That's Joss Whedon. <laughs> So you want to talk a little bit about some of these other movies we got coming up in 2022? Since I compiled oh. this list for us. Not really, well, I, no. Can I, can I, I ask mean, a I question? Can... Yeah. What is Top Gun Maverick about? Is it about Maverick? It, it's, yeah. it's, it's about Top Gun um, <clears throat> and Maverick. Who he's is they, 65 who are years old and he's still an active uh, duty fighter he's still pilot. An active fighter pilot. A, cap, a, captain, a captain, by the way. Yeah. So because I will read you the synopsis. Go ahead. Because I also have not read this. So this is me reading it for the first time. I apologize for any laughter. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement and rank that would ground him. When he... F- when he finds they himself, like a seventy-year-old man, a test pilot. Yeah, yeah. seriously. They just when... give him a cup of pudding and you're five, four, three. <laughs> when he finds himself training a detachment of Top Gun graduates for a specialized mission, the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen. All oh, for fuck's oh. sake. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Maverick encounters Lieutenant Bradley Bradshaw. <clears throat> Call sign Rooster. Fuck you. Fuck you! The son of Maverick's late friend and radar intercept officer, Lieutenant Nick Bradshaw, a.k.a. Goose. They do understand that fighter pilots don't usually pick their fucking call signs, right? Like, it's given to them by other people. Like, you don't pick whatever. Anyway, continue. Facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past, Maverick is drawn into a confrontation with his own deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who will be chosen to fly it. So it's the first movie again. Of course it is. Tom Cruise versus his own mind. It's all like a fucking... Oh, God. It's like and yeah, he goes to space too, doesn't he? I've seen set photos where he's in a space um, suit. I, I didn't. I didn't think it. that was. I didn't think that was. That's not from. That's not from this, is it? It is. Yeah. That's, I that's, thought that's from the new Mission Impossible. Some sort of very high altitude thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. He probably he probably tests this new plane to see if it can go into the ultra sphere or whatever. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I know that he 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 went to space. To film, I think it's the new Mission Impossible. Like he he went to space. You know. You know. No, I refuse to call what dickheads like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are doing going to space. It shits all over the memory of the men and women that actually went to space. They take uh, little tourist flights for forty-five minutes. Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I gotta read this. I swear to God! I swear to God, it, it happened. I know, like I know it did. Hold on, let's Google this. Mandela did Tom Cruise go to space? It he finished it for up. me. Oh, it was delayed. It's early twenty, so he hasn't. He hasn't yet. He's but going it, to go to space. He is going to go to space. Fuck him! Fuck him! 
He's going to go plant Xenu's flag on the moon and claim it for Scientology. <laughs> of course he is. It's going to be... rid the moon of Thetans. Thetans. That's, my, that's, that's my fucking movie idea. Tom Cruise, Scientology versus the Space Force coming summer 2024. I want to know what the movie is. Bring your Thetan meters. Apparently, <laughs> bring your E-meter. Apparently SpaceX was going to fly in there, too. It's a, it's a Doug Lyman movie, so you know it's going to be a lot of punching. Anyone who can throw a, dump trucks of money at SpaceX can go to space. It's not fucking. It's not an achievement. It's just stupid. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of no, tomorrow. it's not. That movie happened seven years. Is movie, it another one? Yeah, that's old as fuck. <laughs> is that the Edge of? Is it? Edge of oh, Edge of Tomorrow, director. I didn't finish reading the the line. Hold on. <laughs> Are we being Edged of Tomorrow? Did is that what? That's a good happened? movie, by the way. If anybody I has like seen it, watch it. That's a good movie. That movie's very good. That movie is um, probably, like, the closest thing. And I know I'm not the first person to say this, so I'm just agreeing with everyone with my, like, mouth fully open and drool coming out of it and going, yeah, Internet. <laughs> but um, it's, like, the closest... It's 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 really the closest thing to a video game movie in terms of, like, video game mechanics, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, I'm smart. I wish you would tell me what the name of the movie is. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. They keep saying that, they keep banding about the idea that maybe a sequel's going to get made, and then I never hear anything else about it, and I get sad, because I would, wouldn't mind seeing another one of those. Although, once again, that's another one of those things that's really just, maybe it's just better left as yeah. a solo movie. It's yeah. pretty well self-contained, as is. It tells a complete story. So, one of... Name? It was, uh... Oh, never mind. No, no, go ahead. Um... What was I gonna say? Uh, fucking oh, Emily Blunt in that mm -hmm. movie is pretty good. Full Metal Bitch. Yes. Um, one of my guilty pleasures with Tom Cruise movies is Oblivion. The I was movie. just gonna say the guy who directed Top Gun Maverick also directed a bunch of snooze fest, so I'm sure it'll be boring as fuck. What did he direct? Um, <laughs> the Oblivion. TV adaptation of Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, the Oblivion guy is directing. Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, because he was uh he directed uh Tron Legacy. He directed he did. the first Tron movie. Or yes. the second Tron movie. He directed the first Tron movie when he was six years old. <laughs> he was six years old. Yes, I wanna exactly. watch I wanna watch digital motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom boom. Um <laughs> go boom. <laughs> Does anybody ever bother to watch Tron as an adult? I have the tried several times. Yeah. I can't get through it. It sucks. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so boring and lame. I can't do it. Oh, it's a spectacle. Yeah, but it's a spectacle of boring. <laughs> yeah, so Dude, I'm calling it now. Top Gun Maverick's going to suck. Next movie. Probably. Wow. All right, I'm next movie. Dude, Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever comes out in the first week of February. I'm just saying that's that there, there's no way that it's going to suck. There's no way it's going to suck. There's no, no way it's going to suck. suck. Not possible. My Listen, I'll be honest. My partner and I were talking about this. I have not been this excited for a movie in a very long time. Are you, are you being facetious or are you, are you saying this actually? Here's the thing. No, no, because when they released that first trailer, like, I don't know. Whenever that first trailer came out. It was out, a like, while ago. And then they released one over the summer, maybe, or something. Yeah. I don't remember. 
I watched that trailer and I was like smiling ear to ear like an idiot because here's my thing. We've like had like a really rough uh, like couple of years. Everyone has like politically, socially. Coming up on two years of this shit of just just the COVID piece. Yeah, just the COVID part. Everyone has been put through the fucking ringer through like a lot of times no fault of their own and they didn't choose to be put through the ringer there is something so beautiful about these elderly men (laughs) (laughs) abusing themselves abusing themselves for your entertainment it's like this sin eater thing it's incredible it's like they are they are taking all the troubles of the world and just like hitting themselves in the nuts with it while someone's yeah. wearing like a gorilla mask it's amazing i'm yeah. so excited to see someone else like just the idea of someone choosing to have their shit fucked up is so refreshing during this past few years of no one choosing to have their shit fucked up i i was i felt like a child it was embarrassing how much i love that trailer <laughs> i'm i'm very much looking forward so i'm i am a huge fan of all of the movies, all, all, all of them, all of them, with the exception of Bad Grandpa, which was stupid. But the actual, like the actual jackass movies, the core jackass cast, um, just I, I love them. I love all of them. I, I, I love the show when the show was on. I, it's, it, I just love it. And the fact that they're doing another one, even if it's just to cap off the series, is enough for me to be happy. But it seems like, just based on the trailers, that they have brought in a bunch of new people. And if they are now going to abuse these people and get them to start making movies, that's even better. That's even better. <laughs> there's there's just something about... I, I don't know how to explain it, and I know I just sound so stupid talking about it, but there's just something... For some reason, even though it's a sequel to a property that we haven't seen in a long time, blah, 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 there is such a purity to it. There is such a lack of artifice. Like, yeah, like, we're just going to keep, like, like, Steve-O's going to snort, like, molten lava or something. And it's going to be great. And then the movie's going to end and you're going to go about your day is just such a refreshing concept to me. Like, like like especially with the way movies are now where it's just like i am just so on board to watch something dumb that that knows it's dumb that wants to be dumb for your entertainment it's it's like the closest thing to the three stooges (laughs) yes yes well that's i i almost see jack that's such a good parallel i almost see jackass as the 21st century three stooges like you can't do what the three stooges did again but you can step it up and hit somebody with a giant hand (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait i can't goddamn wait um let's talk about some movies that i could wait for like much longer uh which is basically the next several so uncharted is coming out on february 18th i have absolutely no desire to see that no (laughs) they're gonna screw it up the, I, I know from the from the day that all of the the casting announcements came out, I'm like, this is not. They don't give a shit about the story. This is just a fucking. Let's throw as many fucking bankable names into a into a profitable gaming, uh, you know, series as we can, and just 
call it a day. It, it, it's going to blow. It's it's going to be terrible. Like, nothing against uh, you Marky know Tom Mark. Holland. Marky Mark is the <laughs> worst possible pick for Sully. Like, there's no... What, how do you look at Sully and hear him speak and see how he is as a character and just think, Mark fucking... Marky Mark. Marky Mark's got to be the, the the strong, stern... Like, not stern, but like wisecracking mentor type. He's not... Oh, God. Anyway, Uncharted is going to suck. I, 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 I'm angry just looking at this because it's on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I could I could also see a situation where Sully is is a a prominent villain, like an undercover villain. It's like think back to the original Mission Impossible, just to circle back to that for a second, um, where you know John Voight, you know you believe he's he's this good character the whole time, and in the original TV show he was, and then you know it turns out he's the one pulling the strings, he's the traitor, blah blah blah. I could see that happening too. But yeah, no, uh, not uh, not not going to be a good movie. I don't I don't think I, there's it's not it's, you, it's not. Did you play the Uncharted games, Jeff? Stick I played one of them, and I don't I couldn't tell you which one, but I did like it. Uh, okay. But I don't have a deep connection to it. Yeah, they're very good games. I I love them. They're some of my favorites. One of them came with my with one of my PlayStations, so I I, I played it. I played it. Um. So uh, next up in the grand list that I had compiled was the uh, the Batman. So that comes out uh, March fourth. Snore. Yeah, I, I don't care either. I no. frankly, I just I'm not excited for that one. Go fuck yourselves. I I I'm just <laughs> not excited for that one. Oh, we're gonna put a red filter on everything, and Catwoman's in it. You remember Catwoman and. <laughs> and fucking Eddie Cullen is in it. You you like Twilight, right? Shove that popcorn down your fucking throat and give us your money. I can't. I can, just can't do it. It might be okay. I just can't do it. I can't wait I, until I it's don't... the best Batman. I can't wait. And then you're you're uh, sitting. You know I, I'm gonna I play this back right. to you. I'm gonna play it back to you. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking red filter. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, go I, fuck yourself. I really hope you're right. I I do. I just ah uh, God. I, I don't know. Look, I think everyone, like, the talent involved is good. I mean, it's a good director. I mean, you know, a lot of people have, you know, pretty strong feelings about Robert Pattinson. I think he can perform well if he's given the right role. Like, The Lighthouse, he was insane in, and I loved every second of it. Um, I think my... <sighs> My big thing is I'm just kind of like, like, what is this Batman movie going to do that other Batman movies haven't? And not necessarily that I want, like, I need it to, like, break ground or anything, but it's just like, all right, Batman's going to fight a villain and, you know, he's going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. what, yeah, that's all. Thanks. <laughs> That's that's what the movie's gonna be about. <laughs> I don't even need to read the synopsis. I know that's what it's gonna be about. Also, also too, yeah. like seeing the trailers, it's like a lot of that shit where it's like, think about your sins. Your father is a sinner, and it's like I, like I get it, you know. <laughs> I saw Skyfall. <laughs> uh, next not... on, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish I'm your not thought. saying I'm not excited for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to get. Uh, a little oversaturated with Batman where it's like, all right. How many cool. Batmans do we have at once? 
How many yeah. Batmans do we yeah. have at once, and how many Batman stories are really going to be different than the last Batman story? It's just a different, you know... Let's get to the point with the same thing with, the, you know, the, the Spider-Man movies. How many times can you reboot it? Fantastic Four. How many times can you reboot it? We can only see the origin story so many times, which is why I yeah. think I enjoyed Spider-Man hey, Homecoming yeah, as much as I did. Right now, do you want to make a bet of twenty dollars that they do a they do an origin segment in this new one? Because I'll bet you twenty dollars. Oh, I wouldn't take that there's bet. A, there's an origin in there. Are you I out of your mind? It. No, I would no, never. No, 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 no. I'm betting you that they do an origin <laughs> segment in this movie. And I'm not accepting your bet, you, you fucking you turd. Take this fucking bet, and then you pay me the twenty. <laughs> You rotten bastard! By the way, that's such a great, <laughs> such a great insult. Anyway, no, I'm not doing it because they're totally gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that I, needs to see Batman's origin story at this point in time in dead. pop culture history isn't capable of tying their own shoes to go to the movie theater. By the way, best <laughs> version need to be catered to. Best version of the flashback Batman origin story: Lego Batman movie. Lego Batman movie. If if you the haven't Batman watched the movie is pretty great. If you haven't watched the Lego Batman movie, you should go watch the Lego Batman movie because it is fantastic. That's the version of Batman we need right now. Moving on. So, I added the, the Lost he really is. Wait, I added Can I say one thing? Can no. I say one thing about the No. Batman? No, cuz you're going to try and negative. you're going to try negative. and shoehorn me into a bet, you fucker. No, I'm not. I swear to god. I swear Can't to god. Finish. Can't. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I bet um, you you're gonna pay me. No, I will say this is something that, you know, going back to our college days in the mid two thousands, yes, we're old bastards now. Like this is something we we were talking about back then, about, you know, if you were gonna do a movie with the Riddler and not have it be fucking Jim Carrey or stupid, you could easily just frame him as a serial killer who leaves riddles behind and Batman right. has to use those riddles to figure out, you know, what's going on. That I will give this this, this story that you know there's there's a little bit that's a little ray of hope for me. I'm like you know that's a cool premise that's that's been done in the comics well. It it really it's gonna take a lot for them to really fuck that up. Like you can fuck it up, but I mean I I will say that is that is something that I am relatively hopeful about. It's I'm interested to see a fun little turn on the Riddler. I'm interested to see Paul Dano's version of this too. Um. You know, it, it, I think I think just based on what we've seen so far, it's 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 a little more Joker esque, um, which will bring an interesting spin to the character. I, I still, my opinion is that the the premier version of the Riddler has already been, uh, been out there, and it's the one that we got from the Batman Arkham series. Oh, like, absolutely. That's the version of the Riddler I'd love to see in film, like the genius who is literally trying to just play games. Um. Anyway, so this this next uh, this next movie I I added to the list because I had never heard of it and I clicked on it and read the synopsis and I'm like man this is gonna be fucking this could this has the potential to be a good movie. Before My, we uh, continue, is The Rock in this movie? No, I've never heard of it. I'm just no it was, okay. no. I was gonna make a joke that it was the Jungle Cruise sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking as well. So oh the, I've seen that yeah. So this is but I, I think it's gonna have that sort of a feel to it. So it's Sandra Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And Oof. so Sandra Bullock plays a um a, a writer who writes action adventure novels. 
and Channing Tatum plays a guy who basically role plays as one of the characters from her from her novels and they end up getting dropped into a kidnapping situation in a jungle and and wacky hijinks ensue. yes and they're kidnapped okay. by daniel radcliffe so well there you go that's all i need I'm hoping that you're going to see the version of Daniel Radcliffe from the the television show that he's in right now that I absolutely cannot remember the oh, name of. The one about God is not Yeah, Miracle Workers. Miracle Workers. Cuz he is hilarious. You know what? He's in this also, show. So speaking of Paul Dano, he's also fucking incredible in Swiss Army Man. That movie is insane regardless, but he plays a corpse the whole time. <laughs> And, and spoiler alert, Paul Dano uses his like uh, his like rotting gut farts to get off of it at an island. <laughs> yes, yes. I've heard nothing but good things. I still. Have <laughs> I, 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 it's it's great. So I like Daniel Radcliffe. I think I think he. I'm kind of shocked that he isn't getting as much work as he did after Harry Potter. I think partially that is because he doesn't have to work ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I would love to see that, what his royalty checks are. He's in that weird camp of like John Hamm, where it's like you're in this, you're the main character of this prestige thing that everyone immediately associates you with, and like the only way to combat that is to go the complete opposite direction and do this weird shit, which is what John Hamm is doing, and what it seems like Daniel Radcliffe wants to do. So, yeah. five stars. It's a great movie. You should check out The Lost City. It's uh, well, it's not out yet, but but it will be. Check it out. Brad Brad Check Pitt is out, also asshole. Brad Pitt is also in this movie. By the way, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say he has you know he has a supporting. I'm kind of glad that we're getting we're getting back into like adventure films. We're yes. starting to see more of them coming. That's that's because yeah. again, you look lacking. through if you look through this list, every fucking one is a sequel or based on a movie that already exists, with the exception. <laughs> With the exception of the Lost City, that's the only one on this list that that was different. Lobby. Yes. Yeah. So Sonic Two, Fantastic Beasts Part Whatever, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, Is that the one with Grundle Grundle Door? Yes. Whatever. Where they're where they're putting Mads Mikkelsen in place of Johnny Depp. Yes. Which, um, fuck yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen is replacing. Johnny He's replacing Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Grindle, Grindle fuck. Oh, yeah, Grindelheimer. Okay. Yeah, him. John Jacob Grindelheimer. Grindelheimer. <laughs> Grindelheimer. Uh, so Grindelwald. Here, we know the name. I'm just saying. I I don't. I didn't. I've never seen those movies. I only I know because. No, I am a Harry Potter fan. I I enjoy I I enjoy the original seven. I have not watched Fantastic Beasts. So I just haven't. I haven't done it, and I'm not gonna. And you can't force me. <clears throat> um. So here's a here's a movie that I I have absolutely no excitement towards whatsoever, <laughs> but it should it, it should be so much better than what's than what it's actually going to be, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh so, God! It's so got minions in it? It yes, sure. So <laughs> oh, I thought you said the minion. No, Doe do minion. Don't uh, put it past them. We don't just skipped over Doctor Strange. I, yeah, yeah, I did. That's the one I was excited to talk about. Let's 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 talk about Doctor Strange. Let's go. Let's talk about it. I don't know anything about it. Me neither. Sam, it's still Sam filming, right? Thing, and I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, and so, Ben Affleck, so, maybe. Oh yeah, 
that's the uh has anyone seen the trailer i the newest one i think i saw but did. it's been a while that's the so, one I guess. it's the one it's yeah. it was after um wasn't it in spider-man or in the trailer or, or yeah, released right like after it yeah man or something yeah okay okay it doesn't here's my problem with marvel hiring these directors they say we want to get these like prestige directors or these like you know directors that have a certain flair or a look and you watch the doctor strange trailer and it could be a john watts movie now you know they could be hiding some more of the raimi stuff you know yeah from the trailer because people expect marvel to be kind of have this and this isn't necessarily a knock but people kind of expect marvel to have a specific kind of look and feel and and sort of homogenized and that's why they kind of work cohesively if you watch them back to back and all that stuff but i think a lot of the time it was like the edgar wright thing with ant-man where they're like we want to get people excited so we're gonna have this auteur filmmaker and then you know we're gonna kind of tie their hands and edgar wright of course said it's the equivalent of whitewashing like it's you know what i mean like that's what it feels like and i it's probably a bad term to, to use to describe it but that's what it feels like it's like you you marvel wash what the director is capable capable of you know what i mean because if if edgar wright had done ant-man it would have dark room it would have murdered (laughs) (laughs) one light bulb hanging off the ceiling i'm kevin feige that's the time for your marvel washing edgar I will say, though, the thing that I love about this trailer, and I hope that it's, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I don't know a ton about the Doctor Strange comics. I love the reveal that the main villain of the Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange. I think the that evil is Doctor Strange. Cool concept. And if you're going to have a weird, like, if you're going to have the weirdest character in your Marvel movies, like, do that sure that's awesome like i'm 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 there for it to see the villain of a movie be the main character is there a better actor to play an evil version of himself than benedict cumberbatch not a lie i don't think so you know like like just it's it's and if i again if you if you've seen the trailer it's it's a campy look like just the way that he seems to be staring at that he seems very I, I, campy is the only way that I can I can just no. like can't be bad like a campy villain. You're wrong, yeah. I just I just watched <laughs> it as we were talking, um, and, and it's like there's just no better person to pull that off. I no. agree, and it's like it, especially if if Sam Raimi like Sam Raimi is gonna do a Doctor Strange movie, uh, like he's gonna probably nail the evil twin shit, and like, yeah, the evil twin stuff is. You're exactly right. I mean, just conceptually. The evil twin stuff is like high camp, and I'm waiting for like he just remakes the Army of Darkness badass scene yeah. shot for shot with yes. Doctor Strange. Yes, right. Like you know he's gonna lean into that kind of like mirror mirror like Star Trek TOS kind of stuff. I hope. Yeah, yeah one would. I yes, mean, I think. I mean, I think there had to have been a reason to make Doctor Strange. I don't know, uh, whatever mirror universe or, or multiverse multiverse doctor strange like evil doctor strange the villain like there has to be something conceptually going on and that's why like i'm excited for it i I, like the look of it you know looks like every other marvel movie 
to a degree, but the whole concept of <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch fighting Benedict Cumberbatch is like incredible. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited about Doctor Strange. Um, I mean, it's nice to see, and I I truly hope that they. I let me say it like this: I don't think that we would see what they have done to some of the other directors that have been put in that particular position to Sam Raimi, because I don't think that he would have taken the job had it been pitched like that because he's been through it before where he's been kind of shoehorned into an idea and not been able to explore his creative path. And it, it bit him in the ass, you know, that's true. So I, I think that we can expect good things from, from, from Dr. Strange, um, you know, so long as he continues to stay involved through the creative process and not get replaced like it's a DC movie. Yeah, he was right, by the way. It it was absolutely yeah. fucking Avi Arad and, like, the other assholes at Marvel at that time that were just trying to shove, like, people love Venom. Venom makes money. Shove Venom into Spider-Man 3. We don't care how bloated and stupid it's going to come out. Like, I'm just, I'm Team Raimi for life. Just saying. But anyway. Um... And that's another point. Like the whole, I'm I'm a little bit torn. If I can go off on a digression here for a sec, about the whole, um, you know, directors feeling frustrated when they take on a Marvel, uh, you know, they take on a Marvel job because they feel like they're constricted artistically and creatively. Yeah. They think that you know, there's only so much they can do because they're basically given a playbook and like they're like you have to hit these plot points because it sets up the next ten movies. Like early on. I understand the frustration, like Favreau kind of getting, you know, feeling pigeonholed and boxed in because yeah. he wanted to do his own thing. And they were, you know, they, they're like, no, 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 we're, we're on track for something massive. This is what you have to do. Him getting upset and being like, you know what, that's fine. I'll, I'll do my own thing. Um, early on, I don't think the directors had as much of a leg to stand on. But like later on, the like, when was Edgar Wright originally like on track to make Ant-Man? Was <sighs> that's it, a good question. Like, was, are we talking like 2015, 2016? So the like, original Ant-Man was 2015. Okay. So it was originally so be being like developed or... uh, 2011. Okay. So it looks like development started and he was hired in 2011. Yeah, and I remember following, because I followed him on Twitter, Humblebrag, and um, he doesn't follow me back. Uh, but he <laughs> was... He totally Edgar. followed you back. Though. Now, Edgar. go ahead, fin finish your thought, because I have another interesting date stat. But I followed him on Twitter, and, and I remember him posting, like, not just previs, previs, previs but um, he was posting, like, actual, like, filming. So I don't know how much, and there's a lot of back and forth as to how much Peyton Reed shot, how much Edgar Wright shot. Edgar Wright, as far as I know, while he was on board, it was never announced that Paul Rudd was that character. They didn't even announce the cast. And then wow. shortly, shortly after he left. So I, there are rumors that a lot of the Ant-Man stuff that was obviously done in post was from Edgar Wright's previs, which makes a certain amount of sense because I don't know if Peyton Reed really had Peyton Reed's like a comedy director for the most part, so I don't really know if he had that much visual like acuity to to pull off that kind of stuff in previs. But then again, like they say, Marvel movies like a half of it is done in post anyway, so who knows yeah. how much well, Ed, control Edgar Wright. Has. 
Edgar Wright still got a uh, a writing credit or a sc- yeah screen cre- screenplay credit and a story credit in the in the film. So it's some portion of his of his screenplay is still there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think legally it has to be at least like fifty five. It has to be a certain percentage. So if he got a screenplay credit, then that means that a lot of that script came from him. So it is worth it is worth noting just in terms of Marvel Studios, um, the culture around Marvel very well could have changed after Favreau had left. You know, we talked about being shoehorned in, and I will say there's something to be said about a director who would join Marvel. Join a, join a Marvel film, and this is kind of what makes me think that Raimi wouldn't have done it if his if his sort of vision wasn't there. There, it would be really hard for anyone to join a Marvel movie right now and not know what you're signing up for. It it would be understood when when Iron Man was being made, when the Incredible Hulk was being made, you know, even Ant Man because you know it was still sort of new. But now you're you know we're ten years into this. Uh, like everybody knows what, what a Marvel movie is and, you know, basically what the creative process is and how successful they will be. And most importantly, how much money you're going to make if you just follow the formula. But it is worth noting, it is worth noting that Edgar Wright's departure from the movie came a full year before Disney purchased Marvel Studios. So all of the disagreements he would have had would have been with Marvel Entertainment, not necessarily with Walt Disney Studios, who took over in 2015. So that's kind of the point I was getting to, by the way, Jeff, was just like, you know, any directors that come on now, I don't really know that you have a whole lot of room to kind of. Yeah, yeah. You you (laughs) know, the the situation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard for someone to be like, well, this wasn't what I had planned. I wanted full creative. That's not the way it works here, bud. Uh, you you know, take it, you take the ride. Every every movie in you know, basically the last five movies that have been put out by uh, by Marvel Studios are the top grossing of all time. Like, you <laughs> don't get to have that much of a say. You're here to make sure the actors say their lines. That's that's their job here. Um, is, the, is the camera in focus? Is the sound? Yes. Working. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to pay you, you know, 20 million dollars to do it. So, uh and it, you know, all things go well, you'll get, you know, 2% royalties for the rest of your life on a movie that's the top grossing movie of all time. So, you know, it, it's it's tough to overlook that particular that particular piece of it. I think that the true visionaries, the true creative minds, you're going to start seeing them pick up Marvel TV shows where they can be, you know, have their own sort of a feel on an individual episode, uh, because each episode can be serialized and each episode can have its own feel. And I think that that's where you're going to see the the big creative minds sort of uh, play their role a little more exclusively, because the, uh, the other side of this is that, quite frankly, Disney Plus isn't going to have as many views as what a uh, a film will. Um, even with, you know, all things considered with it being free uh, for X number of people from Verizon or whatever, the bottom line yeah. is that it's just parents will take their kids to see the movie where the kids can watch it on Disney Plus on their own. So can I can can I bitch for a second? I uh, Disney Plus is. First of all, 
it's fine enough, I guess. If it worked, my like twelve. What what is it now? Is it still twelve dollars a month? I don't know. I'm on auto pay. It just kind of comes out. Twelve bucks for the for the big boy package. I think I it's I think it's only seven ninety nine for for the like just Disney Plus. But if you get Hulu and um ESPN, ESPN it's it's a little more. Yeah. I I think. I, but I, that's the plan that I'm on. I, and I don't know how much I pay either. <laughs> I, I did. I, I did like twelve dollars is a lot to ask for a streaming service that that seems to stutter and break a lot. Like it's not a smooth experience, and it it fucking like for the wow, money they're weird. asking, it should be. I but don't. Anyway. I don't have those issues. And I have good internet. I'm I'm in a you know a metropolitan area. It's not like I have dumpy internet. It's just it doesn't work well. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I, I don't have those issues. Uh, that's strange. My my my. My Disney Plus runs pretty smoothly, although I use it. I I, I have Roku TV, so I use it on Roku. I don't know what you're what you're watching on. I mean, but... I, it could technically be the platform, I guess. Maybe if I maybe if I could buy a PS5 if they ever restock for real. Listen, I'm, I'm I, running mine on a PS4. I will I will say this um, as a Disney fanatic, someone who enjoys Disney in general, Disney parks, Disney media, whatever. Uh, Disney is not known for their software. Um. <laughs> There are parts of Disney World that have been in place for 10 years and still don't work. Um, you're supposed to be able to walk up to your door in Disney World and swipe your magic band to get into your get into your room uh, and do that without needing to go to the front desk. But uh, that has not been my experience in all of the times that I've been there that magic bands have been a thing. So, they basically own a third of the world and they can't get that right? Yeah, it's, it's really... it's it, That's a frustration point for anyone who goes to disney regularly the fact that you're supposed to be able to do a contactless check-in where you can just walk to your room and even even before contactless check-in was a thing you go to the front desk they check you in okay go ahead head to your room your magic band will unlock your door and you you get there by the way magic band's like a watch thing you wear on your wrist it's like your theme park tickets the thing you can use to charge to your rooms uh and it's I, supposed to be your door key I get um, that. Yeah, so when you go to the room you you know you swipe your magic band so when when we went this past time um, where there were four of us, theoretically, all of us should be able to open the room. The only person who could open the room was Harper, my my youngest, my daughter, who was five. All of all three of the rest of us, Jackson, who is my son, uh, nine, well, will be nine in a couple days, and uh, both Liz and I, none of us could open the door. Only Harper could open the door. <laughs> we had to go back to the front desk and say, hey, this isn't working, and then they fixed it. But, you know, they are not known for their software... Uh, and, and development um, at all, in any way, shape, or form. And it extends to all forms of media, including what brings them in the most money. So it doesn't surprise me that Disney Plus is kind of janky. It, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I can tell you that Aladdin on Sega Genesis ran beautifully. Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of throwback video games, I have been playing GoldenEye for the past, I don't know, two weeks or so. Just every chance I get, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll play a level. That game still... I mean, the graphics are obviously very bad, but... Uh, and it chugged. I mean, that that game... <sighs> it is no surprise as to why it, 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 it is just a pop culture phenomenon. So good. Um... The rest of these movies, you can see. I don't know if anybody wants to talk about any of these other ones. I'm, I'm, I, I do wanna, I do wanna specifically bring up the the nostalgic piece at the very bottom, 
uh, Kevin Smith in uh, in October of uh, this past year specifically said that Clerks 3 will be coming in 2022. Uh, no date for that yet, but um, I believe they had began filming in April... I think it was April last year. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was October this. Year. Maybe I don't remember. But they had be they had started filming, so we're going to get to see uh, a, a a third Clerks movie, which um, can be either not gonna see excited it. or <laughs> or depressing, depending on Somebody's which. Somebody's uh... gonna see it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But God in heaven, I mean, there's flogging a dead horse, and then there's just uh, God. I I don't even know where to start with that man. Did I, anybody I, see? I made a good movie in what twenty years? Yeah. Did Did yeah, you see the they, other the new Jay and Silent Bob? Anybody see that? I did. It was fucking painful. Really? <laughs> Yikes! Holy shit, man! Holy I I saw shit. the one you know a couple trailers and I that's fine. I don't need to see this movie. No, Rose and I, my wife and I, both felt obligated out of our love for old. You know, everybody here pretty much loves the old Buskew movies. Yes. Uh, up to up to a point. Um, I think Jay and so Silent Bob got... was pretty much my last. Well, I guess Clerk Clerks do. I love Clerks too. I go as far as Clerks too with him, and then no further. I I no. It's just everything is dog shit. Um, but yeah, we watched it out of out of just you know, it was like, well, we'll give it a shot. Blind and curiosity. It and it was, it was not. It was not worth. That's a shame. That really is. I, I... cop out killed him. That's the reason. I'm telling you that movie. That's the that's the movie that Bruce killed Willis him. killed him dead. Yep, killed him yeah, dead. Cop Out is the reason I was listening to uh, an old episode of Mark Maron's podcast. Um, Kevin Smith was on it, and Kevin Smith said Cop Out was the reason that he became a stoner. I believe that. <laughs> because he had such a horrible work experience on it, and then on top of that, it gets released that everyone just shit on it, and then Kevin Smith was like, I'm just going to smoke weed every day, I guess. It's like, well, man, yeah, that sucks play. that it was Cop Out. Yeah, yeah, it's cop out's fault entirely. I'm um, just gonna smoke weed and cry on social media for the rest of oh, my life. Oh my god, those videos are so uncomfortable. They are. It's like stop it, just stop Dude. it. Like why are you? <laughs> crying? Need that Michael Jordan. Just stop. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, just those reaction videos of him watching a TV episode and like crying, and it's just like. It's it's uncomfortable. It's so oh god. I'm like it's getting also, sick thinking about it. It's beyond pathetic. It's just oh. I mean, you you, it's it's cool that he's able to say, you know, he has these extreme feelings towards certain media's. But you know, I, I would also like to wrap in that a lot of the time that he has said, well, this is I, I saw this X was great he's not right um oh no you know he 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 had he had convinced me uh that batman versus superman was was a great movie and uh he was wrong he was not right he was false like everything he said was false that movie is not good at all every review he does is just low-key also i'm begging for a movie yes, I'm begging please for a job. please like, give me please give, please me, give me, me something job. anything please yes yeah. Like, he's resorted to groveling, and he has been for the last ten fucking years. <laughs> um, so, but... I, I think just the only other thing that I would like to talk to you on this list, um, before we talk a little bit about music and some stuff coming that I, I would like to discuss, uh, the Spider-Man Spider-Verse movie, the Into the Spider-Verse. 
Um, as everybody, surely everyone has seen the the original animated. I was gonna say, didn't they already make that a couple years ago? Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. Yes. So this is across the Spider Verse. This is the the part two to it. Um, they released a, a real quick teaser trailer for it. Uh, again, right after No Way Home, uh, released. Uh, again, Miles focusing on Miles Morales. Um, it seems like at least the uh, the Spider Woman character re- returns as well. Um, doesn't I, they didn't really specifically show any of the other characters from um, Into the Spider Verse, but I, I believe that uh, the Peter B. Parker is going to be back as well. But uh, this looks really really good, and it just continues to reemphasize that. If Tom Holland is indeed taking a break from acting, which is one of the things that he has said recently, they really need to make a live-action Miles Morales or Spider-Woman feature film. Like they need to expand that um, that role, especially especially if they decide to go something with Miles Morales. You know, get get Don, um, uh, what's his face involved too? Because he was in No Way Home. Why why am I blanking on his name? Ah, uh, shit. Hold on. Andrew Garfield? Is that who you're talking about? No. Paul Don- uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover. Donald Glover was in um was in the original Spider-Man movie. He was in Homecoming as you're Aaron right. Davis, um who plays the Prowler in in the Spider-Man movies. Be very very cool to see, you know, something with a a Donald Glover movie with Miles Morales as, you know, Spider-Man. Especially if Tom Holland is taking a break from acting. He's not going to be playing Spider-Man. You know, you can continue that sort of story, uh, you know, or at least that version of some version of the character uh, very, very easily. And not necessarily leave Tom Holland out to dry about ever coming back. So, I really hope that that's something that they consider. So is Tom Holland taking a break from acting, or he's just taking a break from playing Spider-Man? It, so the what he has said is that he is taking a break from acting. Hmm. I wonder why. He wants to start a family. So yeah, um, that's what he says. I bet Uncharted broke him, and he knows it's gonna stink. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's getting, he's getting. Maybe out. his first real bad movie. Yeah. Roof comes in. Um, no, he said, I, I've been, I've spent the last six years being so focused on my career. I want to take a break and focus on starting a family and figuring out what I want to do outside of this world. So that's the, he going to space? Maybe. Yeah. Is he? He's going to go to space. space. He's going to go with Tom Cruise. Yeah. He's getting ready to, to don't look up is what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Moving, moving on to some music here. Um, so it, first thing I saw this morning whenever, whenever I was throwing some, some topics to discuss together, Bonnaroo's coming back for the first time in two years. Wow. And the lineup is not, not at all bad. Hilariously, um, the Tool is playing on Saturday evening at Bonnaroo. Um, we were just talking about them on the, uh, on the last episode and how much their tickets cost here in Pittsburgh. So if you're going to the Bonnaroo uh, Music and Arts Festival, you will be able to see them on Saturday evening. Um, Stevie Nicks also there on Sunday. Uh, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly's playing cool. 
the Dixie Chicks that are no longer the Dixie Chicks, they're just called the Chicks now, they're also playing. Um, Robert Plant. So, pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot of these people, but the headliners seem to be fairly uh, fairly notable individuals uh, or bands. Saturday alone looks looks pretty solid. But uh, it's nice to see some some music festivals coming back. That uh, nice slow return to reality. Now that you know things are getting worse in the United States with COVID, so it's nice it just to makes see. Makes me feel bad for Robert Plant. He has to either be broke or delusional because he hasn't been good in forty years. Well, it's him and Allison Krauss. Remember, like how he pivoted and started doing like jazz standards with Allison oh, Krauss for yeah. a while. Yes, like yeah. sort of like what um. Elvis Costello started doing because that's what I want. Yep. Well, I mean, he doesn't even receive he doesn't even receive top billing on that day, you know, like he's like the fourth name listed. So he's got to be what seventy something. Well, I got a Google machine in front of me here. But basically, what I'm driving at is just hang it up, dude. Seventy three. Pretty sure you don't need the money. Yeah, why, why are you doing this to yourself still? <laughs> In other music news. <laughs> poor old man at Bonnaroo. Yeah, seriously. Like, you want to talk about out of place? I'm getting a contact high. <laughs> Someone keeps talking about Molly. Who is she? <laughs> My granddaughter's named Molly. <laughs> In, uh... hey, and I'm not being an ageist either. It's just, you know, Rob Halford still kicks ass and he's about the same age. But Robert Plant, like I said, you know, it, okay, he pivoted. That's cool. But he hasn't been a, a good singer since before we were even alive. So why is he still doing this? Well, and I think that's why he's doing these, like, slower, like, ballad standards, like, songs and stuff, because I just don't think his voice can handle it anymore. Yeah. It's like the, um, the David Lee Roth situation. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, thank God, by the way, I, no offense to David Lee Roth at all, not that he's going to listen to our oh, podcast. Oh, you don't want to see David offense Lee Roth in, Offense intended. But, Jesus Christ, dude, hang it up. Hang it up. He was never any good to begin with. He's an excellent frontman. I will not call him a good singer, but I will call him a good frontman. And that's an art in and of itself, to be fair. Oh, very true. Um, I don't know if you... If just this pic, if anybody else wants to look at Robert Plant's Wikipedia page, this picture of him is from 12 years ago, and it's one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. So I can only imagine what it's like nowadays. So I don't know. Oh. I, have you have you guys? <laughs> speaking of depressing, have you have you seen the video of Vince Neil blowing his voice out? Play. He was, yes, I, it's hilarious. He's playing with his other... I don't even know what the name of the other band is. Um, but of course he's doing Motley Crue songs because yes. he's going to show up if he does Girls Playing girls, girls, girls. Blows his voice out. 
and is literally telling his sound crew, "Okay, guys, just just stop, stop the song. I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it." And it's just, it's just the 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 rest of I don't even know. I guess the band is playing. I hope it's not some play over track, but I've only heard it. I haven't seen it, but the audio is fantastic. It's just him. I can't do it. Girls, girls, girls. No, no, stop. I can't. I can't do it. Girls, girls, girls. It's so funny. Was, uh, was that the show that also started the the Bumble comparison memes too? Like from Rudolph the Red Nose Mate. <laughs> I I I don't know. I know that a a show very close to that. I believe it was before, maybe a month or so before. He fell off the fucking stage. Um. <laughs> trying to sing he slipped and fell oh bro you want to talk about hanging it up man it fraser did it first and he did it better jesus oh dear (laughs) do you guys remember because i looked this up i don't know why i looked this up the other day i I went down some kind of rabbit hole that that went to vince neal i don't know why do you remember because I was like, man, Vince Neil just looks so fucked up. Like, what the fuck? Do you rem- <laughs> <laughs> this is just a Carlos Days, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, do you remember? There was this VH1 show called Remaking that he no. was on. It was a VH1 no. special, and I vaguely remember it when I was a kid. And it was... Um, Shit, I don't remember when it was out, but it was when we were younger, probably teenagers, mm-hmm. and it was it was about him trying to like it was a TV special from two thousand five, and it was about him trying to like relive his glory days and oh, like no. try to get back in the music scene, and VH1 hired him a news producer, and they gave him plastic surgery. What? <laughs> And that's why he's all fucked up. Because VH1 gave him plastic surgery. That, and, okay. That and makes it's sense. Because it literally, if you look at his face, it looks like, it looks like there are times, especially, like, again, if you go to his Wikipedia page and you look at the, like, main picture, it looks mm. like he's wearing a face on top of a face. Yes. <laughs> Like it looks like he's wearing the mask that the chick wears in the original Batman in in 1989 Batman. Uh, what's her name? Tiffany, or whatever. Where after the Joker like does his art on oh, yeah. like it looks yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. wearing her mask. <laughs> he, or he just looks like mask. <laughs> yeah, the mask. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, on a makeover show. Good lord. It's a bummer. Poor guy. He was on a makeover show, and if you look at like before and after plastic surgery, I mean, uh, we're talking about negligible like results here. Sure. Wow. If you scroll down, you can see a picture of him in 2007. Just compare that picture to the one in 2018 at the top. Like 2007, like dude still looks like a rock star. You know what I mean? 2018 like... Vince Neil looks like he ate 2007 Vince. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! He looks as oh. big as I do. Like that's and Dear that's Lord. big. 
Hey man, time is not kind to everyone, okay? No, and he no. didn't exactly take good care of himself for a majority of his life. Man, Vince wow. Neil looks like he's wearing a Vince Neil mask. A bad Vince <laughs> Neil mask. <laughs> oh, oh my. Jeez. He was also on the surreal light. Of course he was. Remember. Yes, of course he was. I'm glad that era is dead. I'm glad that era firmly killed television, in my opinion. Oh, man. I tell you what. I tell you what, though. I'm, you know what? Bring it back. Because I'm on a 90-day fiancé kick that just will not stop. Oh, I don't. I don't understand you people. I don't get it. Oh, but but then too, 90 Day Fiance became a little too mainstream. So you really got to dig into the dirt and start watching Love After Lockup. That's the no. tight shit. Jesus, I don't. I don't have to watch it. I don't. There's a white guy that lives in Iowa that pretends he's Native American and he does all these Native American ceremonies and he has like a life size maquette of Jason from Jason X in his house. Oh my god. So just give me like seven more years. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's a picture of. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at bad Vince Neil plastic surgery <laughs> pictures. That's gonna be somebody, that's gonna be a whole rabbit hole for you now. Somebody put him next to a picture of Donatella Versace, who looks like a monster herself. Like, <laughs> oh man. What is it like? Is this like a listicle, like top ten plastic surgery fail? No, no, it's just Google images. Uh, Vince, Vince Neil, bad plastic surgery. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um, so the the very last thing that I would personally like to bring up uh, on the rock and roll front, I don't know if you can call it rock and roll, but it's the closest thing we have to it now. So, um, did. I, I'm sure that you guys had at least some opportunity to listen to one or two of the Weezer songs that were released last year as singles, right? Even if it was on radio or, or Pandora or whatever your choice of music streaming services. I can't say that I have. No? no okay. Well, they, so. they were not good. They were not all that <laughs> no great. Shit. Um, so Weezer has a new concept coming out uh, this year. Uh, they So apparently Rivers Cuomo had enough downtime through the pandemic that he wrote four albums <laughs> and they are going to release an album I bet the, they're so good <clears throat> on the changing of Sorry. the season every year or every season so like the first day of spring which would be the next season change in 2022 they're releasing an, an album called spring Summer, they'll release one for summer. Fall, they'll release one for fall or autumn, whatever. And uh, one for winter as well. They have four four albums coming out this year. So, I don't... It's an interesting concept, I guess, for for an album release plan. Um, I really wish that Weezer would stop. Just stop in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did really enjoy their um, their cover album that they put out. It was about, I think it was 2020 or, might have been 2019. I gotta look that up. Yeah, the Teal album, which was in 2019. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Just them doing a bunch of covers. That's the one that Africa was on. Uh, But all of the other songs that were on it were really good too. But yeah, four albums coming from Weezer this year. 
That's more Weezer than I think we need. Especially if it's all the quality that we got in 2020. <laughs> or 2021. Ugh. I like on a I... Mar Marvel schedule. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> when are we going to get the Weezer Cinematic Universe? <laughs> the WCU. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say that's the that's one of my favorite parts of uh of that of specifically of the Africa cover they uh they used Weird Al in the music video. I don't know if you've ever seen the video for it. Um so he basically is is Rivers Cuomo, and you know they they reproduce the uh, the video for Undone, but it's Weird Al Yankovic and he's singing Africa. It's great. Weird Al's awesome. Weird Al doesn't get enough credit. He's been in the music business for like fifty years. He just puts out decent to good stuff constantly. He's never been considered yeah. problematic. He's not a pervert. Right. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's just a good human being, and I, I think was, he should be commended for that. I was literally just singing my Bologna yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's no Bologna in the house. I I never, I mean never, sing the right version of American Pie. Right. No. Never. <laughs> no. <clears throat> and all of his polka medleys are always really good too. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that he that he throws on uh, the albums. I'm sitting here looking at his Wikipedia page. Um, you know, like the polka interludes that he has in the middle and shit. Oh, it's always so good. Oh, that polka stuff is amazing. Yeah, so good. There, I mean, and it's all covers, but it's their polka covers are great. That's what we need in 2022: more Weird Al, less Weezer. Yes. I'll, I'll second that. Absolutely. Let's, that is a hashtag if I've I, ever heard one. Weezer, Weezer can just go away as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a fan. Weezer anymore. was a, a huge part of, you know, the teenage years for us, obviously, and, and young Absolutely. Years. All those good albums that came out in the 90s and early 2000s, but it's been a long time. You know, it's, it's enough. Can't they just do the honorable thing and coast on their glory days? Stop trying to exactly. make me confuse it. <laughs> I mean, the logical the logical conclusion to Weezer to keep keeping making music is is Weezer doing a cover album of their own songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I would listen to. To be fair, Metallica did it. They did. Yeah, they added an orchestra with them too. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they did. They covered their own songs with an orchestra. And they Metallica did, did that. They didn't cover their own songs. They just played their own songs with an orchestra. What's the difference? I mean, it's, obviously we're arguing semantics here. Okay. Anything, uh... <laughs> Anything anybody else wants to talk about? Because we'll go down a rabbit hole with that one. No. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, God! Now I gotta listen to some Weird Al. I was just gonna say, there's some bangers on here. I need to go back and revisit. Like his Wikipedia page is bringing back some memories. That was first, first cassette, first actual album I ever owned uh, of my own. By the way, was Running with Scissors, Weird Al. Ah, uh, 
I saw him live at DeVito Park. Oh, the the lock-in one? Was just, yeah, just a really small uh, ice skating rink in bumfuck Pennsylvania. Middle of goddamn nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Like, something out of a fucking Cormac McCarthy book. And Weird Al Yankovic is playing there. It was great. Touch my hand. I went for my birthday. It was amazing. I, I... Truly, that's that is one that I would love to have said I was at. Yeah, for would sure. Would love to have seen him there. Where did it he was, play? Was, I don't rem. I don't remember like physically where it was. In my head, it was a pretty small part. So I don't know if they partitioned off part of the rink or whatever. But I remember it being pretty small even when I was younger. So that means it was probably it's probably even smaller than. I thought at the time as an adult, but yeah, it was awesome. It was a running with scissors tour. So it was like hit after hit. Boom, boom, boom. You want more Yoda stuff? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, well, I- I'm not going to get into a fucking blueprint diagram of the, of DeVito park, but I was going to ask, like, was it the back area that was sectioned off or was it the ice rink? Like, but yeah. no, it- it's fine. Did, did he play on the same stage that we played on? Did I? Can I say that I played on the same stage as Weird Al? I think so, because I think right before the show he said, like, I just want to let everyone know, like, a, a band is going to play where I'm playing right now. And they're going to share the stage with me years apart, but it's going to be just as uh, phenomenal. And it was. I didn't see it, but I think it's great. Legend. He's a legend. Yeah. Legend. All time. Albuquerque. Best song he has ever done. I'm just going to say that. 11 minutes, 22 seconds of absolute artistic genius. Uh, talks about Leonard Nimoy's butt in it. I just, I mean, you can't, you, you can't get, you can't get any better. You know, one last Weird Al thing. So, you know, I think it's in Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where Loomis is on that talk show and Weird Al is a guest on the talk show. And I remember hearing someone talk about the most unrealistic part of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is that Weird Al, as the guest on this talk show in the movie, is, like, rude and mean and, like, making fun of Loomis. And it's like, that's not, like... You guys don't know Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Weird Al's a saint. Nobody involved with those movies knows anything about anything. Rob Zombie sucks <laughs> forever. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> we Got will it. do an entire episode on that. We're going to whip out that episode on Woodstock 99, too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not over that. Jeff's trying to give me a coronary. That's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that is uh, an hour and 43 minutes, so that's a long episode. Um, a yeah. usable 20 minutes, I'm sure. Yes. Maybe. We're posting the whole fucking thing. What is it? What is it? We need a tight five. <laughs> we need a tight five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're giving me the red light back there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
All right, let's uh, do some final thoughts here. What uh, what do you got? Anything from you, uh, Monsoor? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. On what we talked about? Yeah, sure. Just give us, you know, anything you want to sure. say to the to the masses? You know, I I uh, I feel I'm getting to the point where I watch movies and I don't think they're real movies anymore. So I don't I don't know. Wait, now you got to expand <laughs> on that. What do you mean? I I know exactly what you mean, Carlo. I I know yeah. what you mean. I am having this weird thing happen to me, uh, I, I because of COVID, where it's it movies that I'm watching on demand because there's not really any like fanfare anymore because people aren't spending money to yeah. market stuff i'll see it and i'll be like that that was technically a real movie but it just doesn't feel like one so i'm real excited to keep that going through 2022 let's see some more not movies <laughs> i'm excited for everything to wash over me like a wave of warm bath water uh just to get through the day um yeah, I don't know. I mean, these movies coming out, it's so weird. The the release strategies and everything have changed so much, and there's just not... I mean, like, I can't... Now, I don't have cable, but, like, you know, I have streaming services and stuff that have ads, and I can maybe count maybe, like, on one hand the amount of times I saw, like, Spider-Man stuff, and it was for, like, tie-ins with, like, insurance companies. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Spider-Man should be everywhere. So because of because theaters are are basically non-existent at this point, they're rolling back the advertising budget. Is that I what you're think, saying? I think so, and I think that people just there, you know, uh, there's no less point. And, less, and there are less and less conversations about movies in terms of like uh, I don't know, like as a community, I guess. Like everyone's going to see X movie, everyone's going to see Y movie, sure, but there isn't like a con like I don't know. It's weird because we're talking about movies, but it's just a very strange world we're living in where like everything that's coming out feels like, like, I guess, I mean, I'm not going to take up a whole lot of time cause we're almost done, but like matrix new matrix. I liked it just fine. But at the end of the day, I was like, well, you know, like even if I didn't like it, it's not a real matrix movie, even though it technically is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And we definitely need to talk about that next episode. Cause I saw yeah. it. I finally saw it. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Hold on. I'll, I'm going to try and get it you know get on it too so i can you know intelligently discuss the movie that probably I, shouldn't have been made. i i would gen genuinely recommend it i i was wow thoroughly like I, I i was shocked by I was too. what that movie did get the hell like, out of here okay it's better yeah. than it has any right to be it get absolutely is okay well i guess yeah, i'm exactly. gonna try and i'm gonna try and get um try and get on that this week we'll talk a little bit about it that's cool yeah that's uh, gonna be a nice change of pace. We actually talk about something that most of us enjoyed. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm sure people are getting fun. tired of just hearing me fucking bitch about everything <laughs> every week. Uh, speaking of Foreman, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Um, listen to more Weird Al. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. Weird Al's good for you. That's a good way to close right there. Malinok, final thoughts for the crowd. Um, I got nothing. No, I'm good. You had two other people in front of you. You couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> uh don't don't get don't get bitter or cynical just just stay stay open-minded stay positive and uh hang can't in believe there, you're the I one guess. giving stay young advice. forever <laughs> <Billy Madison>. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, this has been episode three of Heroes, Villains, and Rock and Roll. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Eat your broccoli, call your mom, and we'll see you next time.